Hello, one and all. Welcome once again to the A to the K Wrestling Show. As always, I'm your not so glamorous host, Carl. Joining me as always, the guy who puts the fucking A in A to the K, the glamorous one himself, the Podfather. It's Anthony. Anthony, uh, say hello it. to the people. Hello, one and all. I, I feel like I need to match Carl's energy, but I'm going to need a drink or two first. <laughs> um, sorry, Carl, but I love the exuberance and the extravagance. But uh, I just, I just, I need uh, at least one whiskey first. <sighs> what a fun-filled week we have in store, though, eh, Carl? I mean, I mean, I love, I love doing this podcast every week, every week, Carl. So naturally, yeah. the highlight of my night, the highlight oh. of the night, Carl. It is. Well, so. Come on, you're going to do it. I feel like I'm taking over your bit. <laughs> do it. Well, man. no, I was going to say, you know, if you want to highlight before we jump into what we're going to talk about, which is pretty much the same as we do every week, every damn week, around about that time that we listen to the funky one himself, our pal Road Dog. Oh, you didn't know? Because it is once again time for the A to the K little known fact of the week. And, Anthony. The King of Kings, the game, the cerebral assassin himself, Triple H, has had one hell of a career, I'm sure you will agree. But did you know, did you know, he actually made his debut in professional wrestling by beating future member of D-Generation X, Road Dog. Little did we know, back in WCW, when Brian Armstrong would take on Terrorizing, because that was his name. Triple H back in the day. Because <laughs> so funny, so catchy. Why not? Um, Why not? But little did we know when they, you know, Triple H first made his debut that he would then go on to be part of one of the most influential factions of all time, taking along with him the guy he made his debut with uh, in, in ultimately Road Dog, who it would end up being, and still to this day working together in NXT. So. Just a nice little That's trip down really memory lane. And I, this I love week. the fact that that actually included the road dog himself. Well, that was it. You know, I thought it's about That's time awesome. he gave back. You know, road dog yeah. facts about road dog. Yeah, that. Well, yeah, that would make sense. But yeah, that was this week's. Oh, you didn't know. Oh, you didn't know. I do week. love this segment. I learned so much from you, Carl. Great <laughs> <an> education. <laughs> like a fountain of wrestling knowledge. A professor. <laughs> professor, if you will. Um, well, I feel like we should move into a place where there's literally no wrestling knowledge, and that's the news and rumours for the week. <laughs> uh, so I'll run through the headlines for this week's Inside Report, if I may, Carl, and then we'll talk about some of the stuff that's come up. You may. Awesome. So, this week, Carl, apparently there's been a robbery at the Thunderdome. What? Apparently, Daniel Bryan may not actually be a part of the WWE New Japan Pro Wrestling talks. Apparently... <laughs> No, uh, probably should stop doing that. Actually, uh, Jesse Kamea has uh, offended fans with a a tweet relating to a T-shirt. We'll talk about that some more. That's uh, I'm actually no, no. We'll talk about that when we get to it. Stop it, right? <clears throat> GCW is at a lawsuit filed against them. Why? We'll tell you why. We have a new wrestling academy set in Wigan in the north of England for our um, American listeners, um, and they hope to find the next northern prodigy let's say um obviously let's cite an example being uh davy boy um so we'll talk about that some more i mean there is a lot of heritage in that area so that'd be interesting mm-hmm. <sighs> the big uh probably the big speculative thing that's been all happening for i'd say the last week maybe more carl 
is WWE for sale? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about some mm. of the stuff that's cropped up that might make you think it is. I might make you think, who knows? We don't. Uh, <laughs> we have. Did you know Carl? Carlito's not been heard. No, Carlito has not heard. From... Wow, I'm good at this. I'm so good at this. <laughs> I haven't even drank it yet. <clears throat> Carlito himself has not heard from WWE since his appearances at the Royal Rumble and subsequent Raw. We have Alistair Black on his uh, Twitch account actually shared part of his unreleased new theme that he was going to use in WWE before he was future endeavoured. Calm. Um, so mm. anyone interested, we'll, uh, we'll tell you a bit more about that shortly. We yeah. have a company, Clearbridge Investments, are selling their WWE stock. Could this be a sign of dipping interest or potential in WWE? Who knows? And lastly, Carl, lastly, we have Braun Strowman teasing his post-WWE future. What could it be? I don't know, probably bodybuild. So, <laughs> that's the headlines, Carl. That's the headlines. Okay. Do you want to kick us off with the robbery at the Thunderdome? A robbery at the Thunderdome, you say? Yes, there has been a robbery at the Thunderdome. Um, so, the University of South Florida Police Department have issued a crime alert... Um, around the UN, how do you even say this? UN Ling Center, wherever the fuck they are at the minute, the Thunderdome, basically. Um, so, yeah, it basically says I'll be honest, that. I'll head up and say U Ling Center, but I don't know if that's right. <laughs> Maybe feel. Yeah, like I mean, I'm yeah, Yungling, yeah, Yungling, Yungling, Yunling. I don't really know. Maybe the G is silent. Yeah. Um, wait, so the Thunderdome, the Thunderdome has been robbed. Um, so. Yeah, apparently a guy was walking around backstage removing several items from the venue that <laughs> supposedly belonged to WWE. Um, I wish I'd based it on... was that fucking easy. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, microphones, could have got some title belts, it would have been fucking brilliant. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, by all accounts. Who was it? Um, someone who left basically accused... Um, was it Carano? I think it was Mark Carano was, was accused of basically stealing a load of... Uh, Wrestling yeah, belts, his, wasn't he? Didn't under his bed or something. Yeah, which is the most <laughs> the most Marcarano thing ever. Um, but yeah, so obviously uh, some photographs have been um, kind of put out there by the uh, the University of South Florida Police Department. Um, and yeah, it's just a guy in a salmon t-shirt walking around with a duffel bag of sorts that apparently has possessions in. I'm sure it's just That's right, guys. Inside not your typical, not your typical <laughs> burglar. Inside that duffel bag. Didn't have his giant sack with the dollar sign on it. None of that. No, no. That's it. Subtle. That's it. Subtle he was. He was. He was. Um, I know. I'm sure inside this duffel bag were just a load of other, you know, bin bags with various wrestlers, you know, to be released wrestlers' uh, possessions in. So <laughs> they're not really not that arsed that the stuff's been stolen because, yeah, it's, uh, you know, for people who probably aren't going to work there anytime soon. But, yeah, the, the audacity of the guy. That they were just, like, jumping the gun and he was just emptying the bins or something. <laughs> yeah. like the trash, the trash cans, guys. <laughs> yeah, the trash. Um, but yeah, like what a what a bold motherfucker just rocks up at the Thunderdome. It's like, yeah, people won't know. I'll just say I'm a wrestler. I'm just here in catering, which most of them are. And then yeah, I'll just go around and steal some people's shit. So yeah, I mean, what a, what look, a I'm dick. I'm I'm not a thief, right? But sometimes opportunity accidentally get, lends itself, right? And this is totally unrelated. But I once went for blood tests, right? On my way what to did work. you steal? <laughs> no, no, I didn't steal anything, but my point is, like, how easy would it be? Because um, this is totally unrelated. I just thought I'd share it with you. Um, so I once went for blood tests, and I was on my way to work, so I was, you know, suit and tie. Um, and 
I'm there and I'm like, I go in and the first thing she says to me, rather than taking me blood or assuming I was there for the appointment, was like, are you here for the computers? And I was like, part of me is like, yes, yes, I am. But I was too honest to guy about it. But my point is I could have walked away with a lot of computers that day. So, like that would have been, yeah, that is is fucking brilliant. I love that. (laughs) Some people are just insane aren't they like ah, oh, he's in a he's in a shirt and tie he's probably important you could basically just get away with anything couldn't you you rock up somewhere in a suit and tie um and people will just be like oh yeah you give him the stuff yeah why not <laughs> uh yeah so all i'm saying is this guy might have just wandered in and they've gone oh are you here to collect them title belts for vince and he's gone yep it's me <laughs> absolutely am yes um <laughs> so yeah hopefully i mean I want the guy to be caught and found, um, obviously because he's stolen people's stuff. But I also want to know what he stole. To be fair, like, was I mean, it just a? Basically, WWE is struggling at the minute. I mean, they can't afford pyrotechnics. They haven't let people go. They can't afford like this guy stealing a duffel bag's worth of stuff. Exactly, exactly. You know, they've got to. I feel like I'm to... condoning this this thief. Like, no, you shouldn't steal. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, just a bit of a bit of a small one to kick off the show this week. Uh, but yeah, bizarre. Hopefully. That Bizarre. bastard gets himself caught. Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. Sorry, I have kids. Um, <laughs> I don't even know Dora was a thing anymore. It's brilliant. It's uh, they've done it again on like well, I'd say I don't know if it's necessarily on Netflix, but it's on Netflix and it's like slightly better animation or whatever. I don't know. Um, anyway, Carl. So we've got some more info from uh, from Uncle Dave, right? And this is regarding regarding the reports of a deal between WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And essentially, he's suggesting that the 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 deal was sort of in talks before the whole Daniel Bryan contract debacle and has since not included... They haven't involved Daniel Bryan in any of the early discussions um, and... It sounds like he potentially may just be a, a totally free agent and they're not doing this as, as a mechanism to keep him, as I mentioned last week, which was one of the suggestions because he wants to work in New Japan. Um, I mean, this could be like a surprising consequence of if he goes, yeah, I'm a free agent now, I'm going to do what I want. So he goes to work in New Japan and then oh, they, they reel him back in. They reel him back in, not even trying to. But um, yeah, it just seems that it, it's been sort of, Nick Khan's been essentially the... Uh, the point man on it and was uh, was suggesting to like let's pursue this as a deal and it's not really factored into WWE the whole Daniel Bryan element of it apparently uh, I don't know what you make of that Carl but I find that interesting because I thought this was sort of some of the mechanism to be honest I really I genuinely did because some of the comments he made before his contract ended with about wanting to be able to stay with WWE and work other places so it seems like this was the perfect uh, way of doing that but apparently it's not it's not centered around Daniel Bryan Who'd have thought it? I just don't get this whole thing, to be honest. I do not have any understanding what WWE will get out of a New Japan partnership. I don't know where the fuck it's come from. Um, I told you what they'll get. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to mention him again this week. Just so, don't. Just uh, just, just leave it. Say. You know. You you talk about me and Drew McIntyre. You and fucking Tamatonga. Oh shit! Said it. No. Ah, no. What have I done? Um. But yeah, I, I honestly just I don't I can't fathom it. It doesn't make any sense. They're two completely different companies at this at this stage. They're not, you know, WWE's never been more fucking sports entertainment um, than it than it is today. Um, 
and ironically leaves you not entertained in the slightest. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's random. I have no idea what's going on with Daniel Bryan. Um, it would be so crazy if he has just left and he's going to rock up somewhere like AW or somewhere like that. Um, I can't see it personally. I think he's got too many ties to WWE. But yeah, ultimately it reeks of well, Uncle it, Dave it, like, not having a fucking clue last AW, week. That's AW, Carl. I feel more and more like Daniel Bryan could be an AEW. Because they they love having unrealistically small guys beat massive behemoths of men. So let's fucking let's just keep that going. Well yeah. That's right, true. I'm still bitter. <laughs> Got issues. Got issues. Um speaking of issues, um and you're Good a issues. bastard because Anthony, he is the guy who drops in the news links every week for us to talk about. And I clicked on the link and page can't be found. So I've got a got a riff on this one a little really? bit. But basically You're joking, that was working just fine. Bullshit. Bullshit. I think you did it on purpose. But <laughs> Well do you want me to like um it's help cool. you out with this one? It's you cool, I got it. I got you know what the offensive t shirt was? Um no, but I have found an, an alternative, so I'll chat <laughs> through it and you can sprinkle in some knowledge. Um so <laughs> So uh Jesse Camille, um Oh, wait, this is anything about this story. No, I kid. Um, so she apparently shared some photos um, of herself wearing a T-shirt that said, End racism and make mixed babies on Twitter. Um, yeah, so uh, according to her, she had to take down the post due to the backlash that she received. Um, and she, she took down the website that reported on the post. That's some power. Well, yeah, like damn. Um, but <laughs> she basically uh, issued a statement that said, I want to apologize about the T-shirt post. I didn't realize it would offend so many people in such a negative way. My intention was to support a friend and also support the message of ending racism. I'm a mixed baby. I'm very proud of all my heritages. So the shirt looked cool to me. I'm shocked and enlightened by all of your responses. Thank you. I hope you all have a nice day. Um, I mean, this may be coming from a place of ignorance, but was it tremendously offensive? Mm, and racism make mixed babies. Um, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I'm not offended by it, but a lot yeah, of people get offended by a lot comment, of things. But like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm um, not even going to open that kind of worms any further. I'm just surprised it was like the offense that has been around in the world mm. over the years. Yeah, I can think of I can think of a lot more offensive things you can put on a shirt, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. But hey, yeah. Um, you know, if it, if it's offended certain people, obviously we live in uh, an age where a lot of people get offended by a lot of things. Um, obviously, with her being in the public eye, the best way you um, can put that. Best way. You can. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, potentially being a role model, etc., for um, a lot of people, um, she took the decision to take it down um, off the back of that backlash. So. Um, yeah, the difficulty uh, with being on such a, a public platform and being, like you say, a role model essentially to people. Um, yeah. I know I I struggle with that on a daily basis. Um, all all our fans. Um, oh, <laughs> fan. Luckily, I, yeah, I don't he think. Left. Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, you. I you um, in New I Jersey. Who are you? I don't think we'll ever be classed as role models, even if we have fans. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very very good point. Um, a couple of weeks ago, my dad actually watched uh, one of our episodes and he just said, I couldn't believe it. Within the first five minutes, you must have dropped the F-bomb about 23 times, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Um, so, yeah. We're not that fucking bad, are we? <laughs> ah, well, fuck him anyway. Uh, I kid, I kid. Maybe we yeah. should try and curb the language a bit. Fuck that. 
Um, a bunch of sensitive cunts out there. We need to maybe be careful about that, you yeah. <laughs> know. Damn, C bombs. Do you know what? Here's the thing, right? Like, sorry, I'm going off the rails again. Um, that is my favorite. Like, it's like super offensive to people, but it's like my favorite swear word. Like, I, I do like enjoy them. using. I think I need to reserve it for for use when it's properly deserved, I suppose. But like, I, that's like my what's what's your favorite swear word, Carl? Because like, I don't know, do people know like that. That's like a hyper offensive one to people, but I, I quite like it. I enjoy. It. Yeah, do you know? What? I I honestly don't know why that causes so much offense. To be fair, like it's just calling somebody a body part that well a slang term for a body part. You know what I mean? Like if I call you a bell end, people don't get as uh, you know offended by that. I just yeah, I don't really get the yeah. the connotations with uh, or connotations yeah. with Plus, that. Like we we like I think we're quite northern as well, and I think the further up north you get, this might not be a proper rule, but the further up north you get, the more like cunt becomes almost like a friendly <laughs> term, which is kind of weird. Well, you've got Scottish heritage, haven't you? So I'm pretty sure, you know, whole sentences just use the word cunt. So, um, exactly. So I, I hope Gary's enjoying this one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Keep listening. Change the word. He's our one fan. Um, um, sorry, so, yeah. I, I, I digressed again slightly. But yeah, I just, um, I find it, because like, like all swear words are kind of treated the same. You know what I mean? Like, you know, in this country, you can't say them at a certain time on TV and stuff like that. It doesn't matter what the word is. So why are some words feel more offensive than others? I don't get it. It's a very good point. To be fair, and I'm sounding old here, but um, we were in the car not too long ago, and there was there was it was like middle of the afternoon, maybe, or maybe even early morning, and there was a song from some young scallywag rapper guy um, that typically <laughs> would have... <laughs> no, I mean, that's his name, young... Scallywag rapper guy, that's his, uh, that's his rap name. Um, but, yeah, like, none of the lyrics were censored, and I was just like, so is this allowed now? Um, I don't know, where did that happen? So None of the words made sense, either. Well, I mean, maybe that's why they couldn't understand the rap, so they just didn't <laughs> get that it was, uh, yeah, but still. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not up with all the uh, the teenage vernacular, as it were. No, no, it's it's, it's been down. That's, that's where you're going wrong. You can't be up with it, you've got to be down. But ah, like, damn it. See what I mean? See? So, just, um... I just, I don't know. I don't know. I might yeah. be being insulted. I have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, Jessica May, um not allowed to show pictures of certain T-shirts is the new story. Cool. Yeah. Okay, next one, Carl. Uh, GCW. Have you heard of them? Yeah. GCW. GCW. I certainly have. We should have probably totally put this in the news there, this remember. week. We should, have, we should have put this in the news this week, actually. Did you see the... Uh, the thing that happened the other day with Moxley being teased and it wasn't Moxley. Mm. Did you see that? No? Didn't see it. Uh, basically, Nick Gage um, was meant to be having a feud with Moxley um, on Twitter and also with Matt Cardona. The guy and... from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood Nick Gage. Um, but no, so uh, basically there was these three mass druids and um, they were all dressed up and going to you know, um, take out Nick Gage, and then one of them started doing all these Moxley mannerisms, and everyone was like, it's Mox! And then it turned out to be Matt Cardona, and it was like, wow, Matt Cardona's in. Gonna, of course it was Matt Cardona. Gonna have a death match, and probably, yeah, be very David Arquette. It um, definitely seems so, like the type, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, GC Dubs. Woo-woo-woo! Anyway. <laughs> you know it. So, GCW car. This um, is interesting to those who follow GCW, I suppose, and... Um, I don't know. We'll we'll, uh, we'll see what happens ultimately, and I suppose when we report on WWE that much, you go, "That's not even that big a lawsuit," but it is really. <laughs> um, but 
uh, in a company, independentwrestling.tv or IWTV or suing GCW citing breach of contract and they're suing for the tune of $500,000 and uh, they believe that the contract breach was due to the fact that IWTV or I don't want to throw a G in there, that's weird, IWTV uh, are claiming that they held ex- exclusive rights to GCW pay-per-view events and obviously this this is the the element of the breach that they, they there has been some sort of um stream or viewing of that that has not involved them so um that's that's the reason for the for the the suit Carl what do you make of this one what do you make of it mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, this could be the type of stuff that screws over the little guys all I'm saying you know what I'm saying yeah, the little guy always gets screwed over yeah, yeah. yeah so um We'll be interested to see where this goes, but uh, I mean, do you think? Because I'm looking at it like, ah, it's not that big a sum, but I don't know. You know, I don't really get into all the finance side of it. So, a GCW big enough to handle that kind of thing if, if it went in their favour? This is the problem. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a tough one. Obviously, they are pretty much a um, kind of a a back backyard deathmatchy type company, so they have got a, a quite a bit of popularity around them um, at the moment, mm. but. Yeah, I don't. Uh, in terms of finances and stuff, yeah, who knows? Yeah, well, it apparently because um, this might be something to do with them becoming bigger, as it were, because uh, apparently some of the streams were through Fight TV, which obviously are a more certainly for us in the UK a more well-known company than uh, IWTV. So um, it might be that they've gone for a bigger platform, thinking they get away with it. I don't know. Ooh. Well, interesting stuff, and we'll uh, we'll probably. Have to mention it again when we know what's happened with the lawsuit. But yeah, that's uh, the latest one. GCW being uh, sued for five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. Yeah, that felt right. Five hundred thousand dollars. Um. So the next one to talk about, Anthony, wrestling school, back in Wigan. So anyone who knows me, anyone who knows me knows that I used to go to wrestling school in Wigan. Um, that obviously ended up. Yeah, Wigan, England. There's nowhere. There's nowhere in America. There's nowhere know. in America called Wigan. Let's be honest. It's the I most know. unique place ever. You can't get in. You can't in America. You can't get a Bobby Jed P wet. You know what I'm saying? You can't get one that, of them. That is gonna lose a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, you want to Google that Bobby Jed P wet? That's. <laughs> you can also Google a Wigan kebab. Now that's a Wigan else. kebab. It's something it else. Feels like an abomination, but it, it is. It, it really is. I know um, it's not, is it? Let, let's you definitely have a hundred percent carbohydrates. Um, but anywho, um, <laughs> so all carb, no protein. <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, but no, there is a new wrestling academy opening up in Wigan um, called Claw. Um, so being brought to us um it basically stands for the combat learning academy of wrestling um it's opened up in brookhouse terrace um it offers training in mixed styles from the very historical wiggins own catch can wrestling through to wwe lucha libre style etc um so it's being opened by jay apter um as well as a couple of other people uh one of the trainers uh, as a one former of the guest trainers, of the show um one our friend Lizzie Evo, the TNT Extreme Wrestling Women's Champion herself, um, has signed on to be one of the trainers there. 
Um, hasn't reached the news, by the way, but has actually um, re- now returned to wrestling. Had her first match again, uh, first match since the pandemic, should I say, um, this week, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is, is she's back on form and now a trainer as well. Awesome. Awesome well, that's stuff. it. I was um, I was made up for it. To be fair, I know she's been missing missing it for for so long. Obviously, being on the sidelines, so she's made up to be back at it. And yeah, as we say, she's uh, now got the the trainer moniker to be added to her repertoire as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's just it's so good. Like wrestling and wigging just go hand in hand. Really, they've got such a such a fucking you know storied history. Um, you know, Davy Boy, he. We've already spoken. We spoke with Georgia, um, his daughter, at length around. Like, obviously, I was a bit um, unsure whether, like, like the same Wigan as like because it obviously falls under under Wigan's region. Like when you get into it, but like I'm wondering, like, other people from Goulburn gonna be annoyed that it's class. He's classed as like a hero of Wigan. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, he also, I mean, he trained he trained in Catchcan at Wigan, even though he's from Goulburn. But so did the likes mm. of um, Dynamite Kid, um, and yeah, you know, pro- yeah, a lot of the guys from you know back. Back, way back when world of, world of sport days as well so you know it's got such a, a storied history um, and oh, yeah. tradition in, in pro wrestling and catch can and I think it, it's great to have wrestling back in Wigan really because I know there's been a few promotions that I've that I've trained under um, you know GPW which moved to Manchester and um, Nitro Pro which um, I think it's it, <laughs> which I think I think it's def- this defunct now unfortunately but um you know, it's great to actually have a school back there. And from what I've seen, you know, it looks awesome as well. Obviously, they've got the likes of Lizzie as a, as trainers as well. You know, so they're yeah. doing something right. Um, but and nicely, they're also in association with TNT Extreme Wrestling. Um, so obviously, they're Which based awesome, in, in yeah. Liverpool. But I guess this is kind of like another opportunity for the the students of this uh, training school to, you know, hopefully. Get some, I like some match I mean, the TNT. It's it's a sign of the um, the faith that they've got in the training academy as well because they're hoping to pick some talent from there quite clearly. So, well, absolutely, which is yeah, awesome, yeah. Um, yeah, you but know. obviously, if you guys want to know more um, and you follow us on Instagram, which you probably do, or Twitter, um, you know, I think we're following them on both now, Carl. Correct me if I'm wrong. So you can find, mm-hmm. but you can find them anyway. Just searching Claw. Um, <laughs> no, you must go specifically through us. Um, <laughs> but my point is, we follow them, so there's a quick avenue to find them. <laughs> but looks awesome, and we we look forward to keep an eye on on sort of the the legends that come from there. I think absolutely, and who knows, Anthony? Maybe we will uh, grace the gym with our presents uh, one day ourselves. And my fucking father, Christmas, I ain't bringing no presents. <laughs> well, you were making a list, and I thought you checked it twice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so awesome news for Wigan, awesome news for Claw, um, and yeah, you know it's great to to finally have uh, you know wrestling return to Wigan, and great <coughs> great news for Lizzie, great news for British wrestling as a whole. I great news for Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, so Carl, this might be I, I might be overestimating when I say this might be a long topic because uh, it's very speculative at this point, and it's been being talked about all week. So there's a few different areas, but my next one is the speculation is WWE for sale so this is obviously spun from um, the the recent out of releases and not so much that they've released people because we're kind of getting used to that now but I think for the fact that it's like you had the likes of Braun Strowman um, tweeting about can't wait to be back in front of the real crowds and then four days later is released so we weren't expecting it quite clearly you had the likes of um, Alistair Black, who clearly pointed out that he had a new theme music. They made it very obvious he was about to go into a program with Kevin Owens, and then he was released. And it just seems like 
some big names were released very suddenly. So this sort of sparked the speculation of like, are they clear in house? I think you mentioned last week, like they were on some money contracts and it was made more sense from a selling point of view to, to release them from those contracts and, and sort of bring the, the cost element down, I suppose, for anyone who does purchase. We've also had um, this, and this is one of them things where I get a little bit like, yeah, okay. But we've had recent things where people have gone, oh, I've spoke to um, five WWE investors who are all saying that there's definitely no word or no signs on a sale. And I'm like, well, of course you'd say that. Because why would you want to ruin your investment by making that clear and then potentially pushing your stock price down? So, and I, I'm no fucking financial expert if anyone wants to come at me over that one. Um, but surely that, that rumor of it being sold is a worrying one. So therefore it would it would cause problems for them so of course you're gonna fucking deny it so i don't yeah i i think there's something in the offing i think it's there's look at the amount of releases they've had over this year alone well not this year last year the pandemic alone right and um and the fact that we've mentioned it all the time but they've record breaking profits so they didn't need to they weren't struggling um and it just seems there's it seems like there's something going on but i you know so many people are like well i think it was 40 years today maybe carl or certainly this week that Vince McMahon has owned WWE, mm-hmm. or uh, since he took over, or whatever the thing is. But um, it's a long time, and you go, well, you know, it's it's been his baby. Can you see him honestly getting rid? Of? But I don't know. I don't know how to feel. Um, I think? Yeah, I think something's definitely up. I think when they brought when they brought Nick Khan in the first place. Um, you can just look, you know, not even just from a on-screen personnel standpoint, but I think as you've mentioned the. He's been clean in house backstage of yeah. different, you know, divisions within the company, and is really yeah. trying to Just make a streamlined operation. Look at the the writers, production staff, all of that side has been like condensed down to one team now. That's insane. Yeah, exactly. Never used to be like um, that. But for me, right, this is exactly what happened with the UFC when the when the Fratitas sold it. Like no one knew that it was happening. There was a there was a little bit of speculation. Any investor, anyone who was close, it was like, "Nah, we'd never sell." And the next minute, fucking overnight, boom, it was sold to this consortium for a shitload of money. Um, and you know, they all got <laughs> money, 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 money. <laughs> they all got ridiculously rich off the back of it. So, but you know, knowing Vince, like we know Vince, he will want to beat that deal, even if it's just by a you know a penny just so he can be the <laughs> you know the biggest uh, global sporting brand sale that's ever happened but um like, i look at like triple h clearly has a passion for the business but there's no saying he can't still be involved in some way uh and take a massive fucking payday from his shares in the company you just don't know you don't know how these things were and you know a, a, a wholesale like from vince to some big company um surely people can still hold shares in it as well so i don't know like does Triple H necessarily have to back away just because Vince did? I don't know. He's got the control. Well, that's it. Um, that's and obviously there's the massive rumours, and I think you made this very clear to me when I was moaning about Peacock, is that you know the the mouse could be taken over. Like That is a very real possibility because um, the mouse owns CBS, they own Peacock, so there's no mm-hmm. reason the Peacock deal might even echo that and make you go, well, okay, maybe, maybe it's going to be a Disney product soon. Maybe we'll have a fucking Disney product Disney already. Theme, Disney sure. theme matches soon. I mean, if you think about it, not too long ago you had uh, Riddle with his little uh, songbirds and stuff when he would oh, do his entrance. Uh, white, aren't they? Well, you know, just saying. <laughs> Mary Poppins-esque as well, if, if you will. Wait uh, a minute. You're on to it. Well, that's Lord it. I mean, the train was the Polar Express. 
Yeah, but the, see, the thing was, um, it cost too much money to make that sound effect, and that's why it got binned. Um, but yeah, so who knows? All all I can say is that you know all the signs are there, and unless Vince McMahon is a lollipop man who's also a thief, which would explain all the signs being there, <laughs> you know, it's pointing to a well, sale. We know we know the Thunderdomes were robbed, mate, and um, <laughs> you know, one guy has took them all, and. Uh, as you say, all the signs are there. All the signs are there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Everything seems to be pointing to that. There's no reason on earth why they would make such excessive cuts during their most profitable year ever. And, yeah, fine, they, they haven't gone on tour and stuff like that. They've, they've still It's still their most profitable year without even and being on tour. And some money. Yeah, so it's kind of just like, yeah, it's for me, it just it's reeks of streamlining even on, like, for I profit. I know they might... They don't make ticket sales. I get that, right? So there's a loss there. But surely that must balance in the fact that there's no travel cost. And they've probably got a decent deal for renting one marina for a extended period of time. So I I don't think the loss will have been that great from losing ticket sale money. Again, yeah. come at me if you want. But I, I'm no financial expert, so fuck knows. That's it. Um, so, yeah, interesting one. My verdict, yeah, it's for sale. There we have it. Come back next year when we're going, well, I guess we were wrong. <laughs> which which is a frequent thing to be fair come back on any podcast and we'll be wrong about something um, yeah. so the next one I will so. talk about Carlito 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 um, won't do our podcast but he's done you know another one the, you know the Angle the Angle podcast whoever that whoever, that whoever the host of that guy yeah um, <laughs> um, no I don't think we have actually um, I would love to have him on the show to be fair at some point um, but still well, he's your name so um, Oh, there you go. Um, and I like to pe- spit in people's faces, you know, pre-COVID. So, um, <laughs> to be fair, his his whole gimmick's dead, isn't it? Let's, you know, let's be honest. I spit <laughs> in the face of people who, <laughs> who don't want to be cool. Except I, I've still got my mask on, so I end up just spitting all over myself. Um, but yeah, anyway, I digress. He was on the Angle podcast recently, um, and he brought up, uh, obviously, the appearance he made at the Royal Rumble earlier this year, um, and the subsequent appearance he made on Raw uh, the night after. Um, but you said it was just a rumble, and the night before they asked him if he could do Raw as well, um, and he was like, yeah, sure, um, but he's had absolutely no communication um, since that Raw appearance. I think it was rumoured at the time he was going to be um, trying to get like a trainer, uh, not a trainer, like it's a... Um, actually, because that, that proves that like people like to jump on that whenever you see a legend make an appearance, but it shows you that sometimes that's BS, because well, yeah. it seems there's been no real communication after that legend appearance. Like, well, exactly. Yeah, we don't care. And why would you not want to sign the man, other than the fact that you're selling everyone? Uh, why would you not want to sign the man? He looks fucking ace at the rumble. Yeah, I mean, it was the best, best step, you know we've ever seen him. Really, from a physique standpoint, from um, just a character standpoint as well. Um, you know, he looked like he could have been like a, a main eventer, which is you know he's always had the, uh, the pedigree to to be. Um, but yeah, he he just said that. He hasn't heard anything from WWE, um, and he hasn't really heard anything from any of the competitors either, like AW or anyone like that. He just said, you know what, he's open what to whatever. That? I know, he said he's open to whatever. Whoever wants to use him, he's willing to listen, but, you know, he's been doing his own thing for all of these years. <laughs> I feel like, so. are they all like there? Like, uh, I mean, we could ask him, but, you know, he's a spitter. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can't do that in COVID. It's going to come back and bite us in the ass. Um but yeah, um, he was also asked about uh, Trash Bag Gate. He said, uh, to be honest, he doesn't even remember. He said he just don't even think that he got wish well in his future endeavours, and he didn't, actually. Um, <laughs> but 
Yeah, there was. I was excited that before, haven't you? It was yeah. a very unceremonious. He's gone. Get over yeah. it. He's like pretty much the one of the only people who's ever been fired and not been wished well uh, in that way. Um, so yeah, I don't really know the full extent of it, but I know there was some stuff going on. Um, the only reason they brought him back at the Rumble because uh, they've now wished him well in his future endeavours. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's an interesting one. He he has gone on to say that he would um, love to have a producer role um, or a trainer role in one of these companies and just about giving back and helping the younger guys develop again. Um, but I don't know. I think he's I think he's still got a year or I'd two. I'd love in to him. see him have another run in it. Yeah. yeah. Like when you're looking at the likes of like Edge and that still in there and still look at Ace by the way. You know, he's definitely he's in that caliber now, isn't he? Where you're like, well, you know, you'd be putting over younger talent and so on like that, but. Why not? Uh, we we just want to see him have a run in uh, in in. Well, I was going to say in the WWE. I'm not really bothered where, as long as it's something <laughs> I watch. AEW. <laughs> um, I don't really want them guys like, oh, you should go to AEW. Like everyone's like, fuck guys, they're going to be employing thousands of people if you say that with everyone. But I was just uh, uh, I was just more thinking you were like, oh, I just want to see him have a run. I don't care where, and he's just like running around his local park, like lily lily lily. You're like, he did Isn't it. This what you want. <laughs> I'm so happy for him. <laughs> But now it's um, yeah. Hopefully we see him in some company. And you know what? He will add value, even if it's like in a backstage capacity, in a producer role or something along that line. But um, as you say, it'd be great to see him in the ring again, at least for a period of time. Yeah, I agree. To, not to give any specifics there, Carl. A period <laughs> of time. So, Carl, next one. Um, I don't know whether you've had a listen. Don't know whether you've had a listen or even care actually. But obviously, uh, Alistair Black was. Uh, one of the surprising releases that has happened very recently with WWE. Um, so surprising, in fact, that he was about to go into a feud with um, Kevin Owens, or it certainly seemed that way. He'd just been repackaged. He'd done a series of, of um, vignettes um, highlighting his story reading ability. I'm not quite sure what they were going for with that, I'll be honest with you. Um, but on top of that, they'd actually done a new theme for him, which we hadn't got to hear because, obviously, the only appearance we saw actually in the ring was when he interrupted a match. So obviously don't play the theme at that point. Uh, but what uh, Alistair Black was good enough to do for us was to, uh, to play a little snippet of it on one of his Twitch streams, which you can find. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's been saved on his Twitch, but you can certainly find a video knocking about the internet. Now it's been tweeted a few different times. Um, and it sounds like it was, uh, I mean, I wasn't a massive fan of his old one, I'll be honest with you, theme-wise. And it's all kind of pointless now because he's obviously just going to be, I think, what is his old name? Tommy End now, so that's what we're going to have. But um, he's not going to be able to use it, I don't think. But uh, it's interesting to see how much they were putting into repackaging him and how random the release was. It's still so strange. But Mm. uh, what do you make of it? Did you have a chance to have a listen to this theme, Carl? Did you like it at all? Do you think it was Um, better? I heard a snippet. I mean... It's nothing new. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, no, so it's Hang on, as, <laughs> it's as you would expect from a theme um, for Alistair Black. You know, it's kind of like a, a little bit gospely, a little bit like ooh creepy, and then pretty much into some kind of heavy metal type shit. Made by Def Rebel then starts yeah, yeah, surprisingly, yeah. Uh, I mean, not quite, <laughs> but you're not far off either. So. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, it was okay. I guess it was just there was nothing that you wouldn't expect from him um, and his character. So yeah. yeah, it was kind of like a well, why why are you sharing it, dickhead? Like we're not going to wear it now. So cool. I mean, it's one of them. Like it. I suppose when you you put because he he 
a lot of people were really looking forward to seeing him back and he's put so much work into that character and as much as I'm not a big fan of Alistair and I wasn't a big fan of where they were headed with this character um, it must be really frustrating when you don't get to to bring that to fruition so I, I do get why he's sort of he's put that out there and let people go like this is what this is what you were going to get you know yeah like, like I, I is what you could have won <laughs> I am very open to eating my words on this guy um, but yeah I just I don't get the hype I never have got the hype so I'd love it if you went to AW, became from you know mega talent, and I was just like, wow, what a poor judge of talent I am. But it's just so mediocre for me. Uh, um, I, don't get this it. This is the trouble. Though. I'm so sour on his character, and again, I'll, I'll say character. I don't know him as a person, and I don't want to sound like I'm being a dick. But I was so sour on his character, like when he left, and people are like, oh yeah, we get to see him, like you know, uh, or what was the speculation about? Like, oh, he can't do this, he can't do that. Like, his character is going to have to be different because WWE will come after him otherwise. And there's so many people like, oh, is, is Tommy N character isn't that far from Alistair Black? And it was that line that I'm like, oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I, I shouldn't feel that way, but I hope it's no, nothing like Alistair Black because I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it. I Maybe mean, to I'm be fair, I, I heard him kind of talking a lot about how much effort and work he puts into his characters and he's so character driven and stuff and it's like well really like alistair black was fucking nothing and he was just a guy who came up from some weird little you know he's he's the embodiment of rambling rabbit because every promo he cut in the ring just was just stuff it was was like i'm not a vampire but i'm gonna be raised up like this from hell and then i mean what i will say is i think in the time i'd seen him in wwe i think some of the problem was there was literally no direction like Mm. Him going into a feud with Kevin Owens was probably the closest I've ever seen to an actual feud, and that didn't fucking happen. But like, he would just be like, I think he didn't like. Um, but it might have been Kevin Owens actually. Um, I don't know, whatever. Like, yeah, I think it was Kevin Owens, wasn't it? He attacked after he got blinded for some mm. reason. Because I've been talking random shite for a while now, so it was Big E was going into a feud with, but Kevin Owens he'd actually sort of feuded with. But even that, it's like he hurt his eye, and. And it was Buddy Murphy who did that, I believe. So, like, he's come back to attack Kevin Owens for some reason. And every time he'd cut a promo, it was like they'd gone, well, you're a good talker. You go out there and say some stuff. And he's like, what about? And then it's like, eh, just say some stuff. So I don't know whether some of it is like WWE going, we've got nothing for you at the moment, but just fill some time. Mm. Because I think that's, that's why a- it came across a bit more rambly, because he wasn't actually feuding with anyone in some of the promos I've seen where I'm like, what the fuck is he talking but, about? But that's what that's what worries me, because to be fair, no talent ever gets that opportunity to go out there and just say what they want, because everything's so fucking scripted in WWE at the minute. And this guy's there saying, I put so much effort into my characters and all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, that, that's what you did. You just chatted a load of nonsense. You went away for how long, came back and read a book. It's like, fucking like hell. I'm- I feel like I'm like defending him, and I don't know why. But like, stop it. When when WWE is so sort of closed, like what can he do? Because like he he can't even like play the tactics and set himself up for something because like creative will go, no, we're not doing that. Mm. So he just becomes the guy who talked loads of shit and nothing happened. So it's like you I changed. get why it, it had to be directionless in a way. I've not changed. I still didn't you like have. the character. But I'm, I'm blaming Fucking WWE for it, damn it. <laughs> love, love Baron Corbin. You know, you know, getting look, I will, look, warm enough to Alistair I'm, Black. Look, Carl, you're gonna have to let this go. I'm gonna die on this hill over the Baron Corbin thing, right? There is no reason that it's a viable feud, and I'll talk about this when we get to SmackDown. But there's no reason that it's a viable feud that someone stole his stuff and won't give it back, and he is still the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he might as well be feuding with the guy who robbed from the Thunderdome. 
everyone cheering for that guy as well. Have, have you seen? Um, I, I don't know if it's a meme or what, but um, somebody said something like Baron isn't actually his first name. He was just a Baron before he became king. Um, so like he is Baron uh-huh. Corbin. Um, and I just thought that was fucking brilliant. Imagine, imagine if that's the uh, the big reveal. <laughs> it's like what do you, uh, you become after you've been a king? Um, dead. <laughs> Damn. Zombie um, Corbin. It'd be Duke, I suppose, wouldn't he? You don't have the, yeah. the title of king anymore, but you're still lordly, so I imagine a Duke. Yeah, like it. That can... actually kind of works for his biker gimmick, doesn't it? This is yeah. Duke. <laughs> He's a hazard. <laughs> um, so, that's uh, that's what we, we had to say about Alastair Black. The next one. Gold... <laughs> yeah, 80% of that wasn't really related to the topic, but yeah, yeah. that's what we had to say. Pretty much. Honestly, <laughs> that's that's the respect we have for Alistair Black. Um, so the next one to talk about is that well-known company, Clear Bridge Investments. Hmm? Um, so apparently well, you're, they're an investment an investor guy. You've probably known them. No one's an investor. No, it's certainly you're not one of them. This show, investigators, um... <laughs> or whatever you call yourselves. Um, but yeah, so they are an investment management firm, um, and they published their mid-cap strategy. First quarter 2021. Oh, that's good. Waiting for the mid cap strategy of first quarter of 2021. Yeah, I, I had the beginner cap strategy. Um, so I'm glad that they're you know, showing progress with the mid cap strategy. Um, oh, yeah. But, I'm so, waiting for pro. <laughs> I'll, I'll sign off at that point. They basically mentioned in their Q1 2021 investor letter that World Wrestling Entertainment um, was part of it and that uh, they basically have sold their shares. Um, we also sold World Wrestling Entertainment, as we believe the shares reflected full value after finally signing a US content distribution agreement. So, hmm, does that just mean that the share price went up after the Peacock deal and so they cashed out? Does it mean... I, I mean, it makes sense, like, that, that you go, well, that's probably, like, they've got a good deal with Fox, they've got a good deal with USA, and they've got a good deal with Peacock. Is it going to get much better? I get the cash out, I really do, hmm. in all fairness, but... Is this a an example? I don't know how big Clearbridge investments are in the world of investments, but is this a clear sign that a lot of companies are going to be doing that? And then again, would that detract from the value of the stock if we're going to start selling it because it's actually worth money now? Well, when you see stocks selling in rapid amount, then because they're advising to sell, then that does not have a scary um, implication. I don't know. Well, that would also. Um raise a few questions around whether the investors do know anything about a sale or not, because mm. if they are investors, would they sell now if the company was going to be up for sale? I feel like um, we need to hire an investor guy to explain this shit to us, you know? Yeah. Like, and, just one you know, week, we go, explain to us the share thing and how WWE is either in good situation or bad situation, because I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, manage my portfolio. Buy me some shares and- in... What is a Pringles, stock? damn it. <laughs> is it is it what you put as the base of a soup? That's what and I know. Why as. should I not buy Dogecoin? <laughs> yeah. Mm. How is the million dollar man so successful? Mm. I've got tons of questions for this investor guy. That's it. That's it. Um but yeah, so just a, a little bit of a a small piece of news there, but one which may have some interesting future connotations down the line. So yeah, clear bridge. Went right over that bridge and sold their shares. It's clear. 
clear. So, speaking of bridges, hang on, I can get there. Some bridges have train tracks, which have trains. <laughs> Braun Strowman is the Strowman Express. We got there. Let's talk about Braun Strowman. Right, so, uh, this is a bit of an odd one, Carl, but I feel like it was just a jumping off point to speculate some more, let's be honest, right? So, Braun Strowman, um, he tweeted quite recently on Saturday, if you want specifics, uh, quoting lyrics from the song Freebird by Leonard Skinner, which has uh, a really great guitar solo of using into that sort of thing. Um, and he quoted the lyrics saying, if I leave here tomorrow, would you still remember me? For I must be traveling on now because there's too many places I've got to see. And then obviously we need to report on this because like, is that, is he, is he hinting at his future? Probably not. He's probably just, you know, putting a quote out there. Um, but, I wanted to use this as a, as a jumping off point in some way because a lot of people are speculating about his future in, in wrestling. Now, we mentioned, or say we, the Royal We, I think it was his good self, Carl, mentioned last week that he might be going back into the world of competitive bodybuilding, if that if I said that correctly. Mm-hmm. Or is it the bodybuilding or the strength thing, the strongman stuff? I don't know. But one of the two, right? Um, and he's quite happy to leave wrestling. But a lot of people have, like, reference back to this um, comment he made many moons ago where he said that he owes everything to WWE and Vince and you know when he um, when he takes off his boots for WWE that's him taking off his boots you know he's, he's never going to wrestle for another company and you go well okay that he might be a man of his word and that be the case but I'm sure and like a lot of people have been saying on the internet that when he said that he probably weren't expecting to be released unceremoniously so you know, it's easy to make a comment like that when you are loyal to a company who is currently looking after you. I think there's a world of difference when they've turned around and gone, that's that's nice, that Braun. Because I don't, I don't think this class is as unlacing your boots. I think this class is as you still got your boots on, but you're stuck in the car park now because you're not allowed in the building. <laughs> um, so I don't necessarily think this is a deal breaker for him being um, continuing in the world of wrestling. And given his excitement recently over the crowds coming back and he obviously, you know, everyone gets that adrenaline rush from, from playing to the crowds. And he was, he was a fan favorite at one point. I could see the itch being there to, to maybe wrestle in front of a crowd again. Cause that's something he's missed out on for the last, what, nearly two years now. Mm. And, um, and he's never going to get it again if he just leaves that world. So, and I'm not saying, I don't even think he should go to AEW, but do you think we could see him in the world of wrestling? Um, I mean, he signed a multi-year, lucrative contract therefore intending to stay in the wrestling business for multiple years um wwe have now gone nah um after like what a year and a half two years after he signed that contract Mm -hmm. so it would indicate to me that he maybe isn't looking to leave wrestling at this stage if he was why would you have signed you know a long-term contract so he's he's gonna get to a point when it's gonna be less of a good option for him He's, he's still relatively in his prime at this point so, you know, it, there could be a motivation to strike while the iron's hot as well. Yeah, I mean, it comes as a shock because he is such, you know, a WWE guy. I don't think. Oh yeah, he was like a man of the company, really. Like he if he goes to, if he goes to AEW as well, like who do you pair him up with? Like Wardlow, Hager, maybe. Like you haven't really got. I, I don't. I don't want him in AEW. Maybe Luchasaurus. Like you know, what I mean, from a size standpoint, it's it's an interesting one. If he goes to Impact, you can put him with you know Big Cass or WM Morrissey, whatever the fuck he's called at the minute. Um, W.M. Morrison's, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where he goes. Yeah, well, he's a big guy, so you know he's gonna 
he's going to be a dominant figure wherever he goes. But I, I would sooner see him in some way like Impact. I could probably do with a shot in the arm and that attention. Like, what would AEW gain from him when they've got, like, all due respect to him, it's not going to be the fame thing because they've got people like Sting, they've got people like Big Show, they've got people like Jericho all touting the name for AEW. Like, I don't think he's going to add much in terms of eyes on the product, but at the same time, they've got plenty of big guys on the main event scene. Mm-hmm. You know, and when they're trying to push, when outside of the, the the main event scene, they're trying to push people like Darby Allen, it's just too much of a mismatch. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I felt that in recent weeks when he went up against, who did he go up against? Darby Allen, the guy was like six foot four and built like a brick shit house, and he won, and it just felt like a bit weird. Um, oh, was it Cesar Bononi? Oh, say, thank you, Cesar Bononi, and it just felt weird that he won clean. Like, no offense, but it's just like I don't know, just the size difference just got me, and I'm like, mm. I don't know, I'm looking at like, I would even it might be like a Miro thing again where he's there, but he's not going to get a lot of screen time. Like, he, funnily enough, he'd actually be a good pairing for an opponent for Miro, I suppose. But yeah. I think the best place he could go for impact for the company and the reason the company would want him would probably be impact. Mm. So you got to hear first. Braun Strowman's going to impact. Because <laughs> uh, Anthony says so. And that was the and news. That's the bottom line. That was the like, news. Another fun-filled week of pure speculation. Um, and, you know, a load of crap that probably will never come true. Um, as you come to love and expect from the A to the K Wrestling Show. And we'll be back talking through our 10 best finishing bad, moves. My hands full. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, our ten best finishing moves of all time. After some words from these guys. You're watching or listening to A to the K. The A to the K. 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 These guys are awesome. Check it out. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later.